Good morning, good afternoon or good evening, depending on which time of day you're listening to this. Thank you again for tuning in to another episode of another podcast, but hopefully this is a podcast that has been bringing tremendous value and meaning to your life. Thank you for tuning in and for taking the time. And I plead, I plead that if you can share with as many people as possible this podcast so that as many people can receive the value that you have received. That is, if you have found any value in any of this. So if you have found any value, please share with as many people as possible. But before you share, pray before you share so that the Lord can prepare the hearts of those you will share with to be able to receive the message at their point of need. So I would love to start with that important disclaimer. And uh, we're continuing something that has developed into a two-episode mini-mini-series or yeah, a small segment of crucial, crucial messages that we need um, so that we can receive the preparation before the second coming of our Savior, Jesus Christ. He's coming so soon. It's so soon. We can taste heaven. It's so soon. Only through Christ are we able to become the citizens of that eternal kingdom. And it is in the theme of this podcast in how growth is a three-letter word because it is in God, our gardener, that we find the best and most excellent growth. A growth that develops us into the likeness of our Savior Jesus Christ so that we are prepared to be heirs of the eternal kingdom, to live in eternal splendor and untold beauty and excellence and fragrances of the air touched by the perfection of God's love. Only possible because of our benevolent gardener. And as he continues to prune parts of our character that are not in accordance to that promise or to the citizenship, of heaven, may we allow him, as painful as it may be, to continue to mold us and for us to grow and grow and grow from grace to grace, pressing forward toward the likeness of our Savior Jesus Christ. So before we begin, let us wisely take a moment to pray to our Lord together. Dear loving and benevolent Father who art in heaven, here we are as your children seeking for the presence of the promise of the Holy Spirit so that he may lead us to all truth and he may help us to assimilate and to put into practice the beauty of the lessons that we are learning together. Give us the ear of the Spirit, the heart of the Spirit, 
the hands of the Spirit to listen attentively, to chew and swallow as much of the words as possible so that they are sown into the heart, flowing richly, and that they motivate our behavior or our actions as we navigate in the clothes of this world. Help us to live in accordance to your will. Please be with us. In the holy and most beautiful name of our Savior, Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Christ, my balm. In the day of my trouble, I sought the Lord. My soul ran in the night and seized not. My soul refused to be comforted. I remembered God and was troubled. I complained and my spirit was overwhelmed. Selah. Thou holdest mine eyes waking. I am so troubled that I cannot speak. Psalm 77, verse 2 to 4. Flesh for the bones. As your conscience has been quickened by the Holy Spirit, you have seen something of the evil of sin, of its power, its guilt, its woe, and you look upon it with abhorrence. You feel that sin has separated you from God, that you are in bondage to the power of evil. The more you struggle to escape, the more you realize your helplessness. Your motives are impure, your heart is unclean, you see that your life has been filled with selfishness and sin. You long to be forgiven, to be cleansed, and to be set free. Harmony with God. Likeness to Him. What can you do to obtain it? It is peace that you need. Heaven's forgiveness and peace and love in the soul. Money cannot buy it. Intellect cannot procure it. Wisdom cannot attain to it. You can never hope by your own efforts to secure it. But God offers it to you as a gift, without money and without price. Isaiah 55 verse 1 It is yours if you will but reach out your hand and grasp it. The Lord says, Though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. Though they be red like crimson, they shall be as wool. Isaiah 1 verse 18 A new heart also will I give you, and a new spirit will I put within you. Ezekiel 36 verse 26 You have confessed your sins, and in heart put them away. You have resolved to give yourself to God. Now go to him and ask that he will wash away your sins and give you a new heart. And then believe that he does this because he has promised. This is the lesson which Jesus taught while he was on earth, that the gift which God promises us, we must believe we do receive, and it is ours. Jesus healed the people of their diseases when they had faith in his power. He helped them in the things which they could see thus inspiring them with confidence in him concerning things which they could not see, leading them to believe in his power to forgive sins. This he plainly stated in the healing of the man sick with palsy. 
that ye may know that the Son of Man hath power on earth to forgive sins. Then saith he to the sick of the palsy, Arise, take up thy bed, and go unto thine house. Matthew 9 verse 6. So also John the Evangelist says, speaking of the miracles of Christ, these are written that ye might believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that believing ye might have life through his name. John 20 verse 31. From the simple Bible account of how Jesus healed the sick, we may learn something about how to believe in him for the forgiveness of sins. Let us turn to the story of the paralytic at Bethesda. The poor sufferer was helpless. He had not used his limbs for 38 years. Yet Jesus bade him, Rise, take up thy bed and walk. The sick man might have said, Lord, if thou wilt make me whole, I will obey thy word. But no, he believed Christ's word, believed that he was made whole, and he made the effort at once. He willed to walk, and he did walk. He acted on the word of Christ, and God gave the power. He was made whole. In like manner, you are a sinner. You cannot atone for your past sins. You cannot change your heart and make yourself holy. But God promises to do all this for you through Christ. You believe that promise. You confess your sins and give yourself to God. You will to serve him. Just as surely as you do this, God will fulfill his word to you. If you believe the promise, believe that you are forgiven and cleansed. God supplies the fact you are made whole, just as Christ gave the paralytic power to walk when the man believed that he was healed. It is so if you believe it. Do not wait to feel that you are made whole, but say, I believe it, it is so not because I feel it, but because God has promised. Jesus says, What things soever ye desire, when ye pray, believe that ye receive them, and ye shall have them. Mark 11 verse 24. There is a condition to this promise, that we pray according to the will of God. But it is the will of God to cleanse us from sin, to make us his children, and to enable us to live a holy life. So we may ask for these blessings and believe that we receive them, and thank God that we have received them. It is our privilege to go to Jesus and be cleansed, and to stand before the law without shame or remorse. There is therefore no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. Romans chapter 8 verse 1 Henceforth you are not your own, you are bought with a price. You are not redeemed with corruptible things as silver and gold, but with the precious blood of Christ as of a lamb without blemish and without spot. 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 18 and 19. 
through this simple act of believing God, the Holy Spirit has begotten a new life in your heart. You are as a child born into the family of God, and he loves you as he loves his son. Now that you have given yourself to Jesus, do not draw back. Do not take yourself away from him, but day by day say, I am Christ's, I have given myself to him, and ask him to give you his spirit and keep you by his grace, as it is by giving yourself to God and believing him that you become his child, so you are to live in him. The apostle says, As ye have therefore received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk ye in him. Colossians 2 verse 6 Some seem to feel that they must be on probation and must prove to the Lord that they are reformed before they can claim his blessing. But they may claim the blessing of God even now. They must have his grace, the Spirit of Christ, to help their infirmities, or they cannot resist evil. Jesus loves to have us come to him just as we are, sinful, helpless, dependent. We may come with all our weakness, our folly, our sinfulness, and fall at his feet in penitence. It is his glory to encircle us in the arms of his love and to bind up our wounds to cleanse us from all impurity. Here is where thousands fail. They do not believe that Jesus pardons them personally, individually. They do not take God at his word. It is the privilege of all who comply with the conditions to know for themselves that pardon is freely extended for every sin. Put away the suspicion that God's promises are not meant for you. They are for every repentant transgressor. Strength and grace have been provided through Christ to be brought by ministering angels to every believing soul. None are so sinful that they cannot find strength, purity, and righteousness in Jesus, who died for them. He is waiting to strip them of their garments stained and polluted with sin and to put upon them the white robe of righteousness. He bids them live and not die. God does not deal with us as finite men deal with one another. His thoughts are thoughts of mercy, love, and tenderest compassion. He says, let the wicked forsake his way and the unrighteous man his thoughts, and let him return unto the Lord, and he will have mercy upon him and to our God, for he will abundantly pardon. I have blotted out as thick as a cloud thy transgressions and as a cloud thy sins. Isaiah 55, verse 7, and chapter 54, verse 22. I have no pleasure in the death of him that dieth, saith the Lord God. Wherefore, turn yourselves and live. Ezekiel 18, verse 32. Satan is ready to steal away the blessed assurances of God. He desires to take every glimmer of hope 
and every ray of light from the soul, but you must not permit him to do this. Do not give ear to the tempter, but say, Jesus has died that I might live. He loves me and wills not that I should perish. I have a compassionate heavenly Father, and although I have abused his love, though the blessings he has given me have been squandered, I will rise and go to my Father and say, I have sinned against heaven and before thee, and am no more worthy to be called thy son. Make me as one of thy hired servants. The parable tells us how the wanderer will be received. When he was yet a great way off, his father saw him and had compassion and ran and fell on his neck and kissed him. Luke chapter 15 verse 18 to 20. But even this parable, tender and touching as it is, comes short of expressing the infinite compassion of the heavenly Father. The Lord declares by his prophet, I have loved thee with an everlasting love, therefore with loving kindness have I drawn thee. Jeremiah 31 verse 3. While the sinner is yet far from the Father's house, wasting his substance in a strange country, the Father's heart is yearning over him, and every longing awakened in the soul to return to God is but the tender pleading of his spirit, wooing, entreating, drawing the wanderer to his father's heart of love. With the rich promises of the Bible before you, can you give place to doubt? Can you believe that when the poor sinner longs to return, longs to forsake his sins, the Lord sternly withholds him from coming to his feet in repentance? Away with such thoughts. Nothing can hurt your own soul more than to entertain such a conception of our Heavenly Father. He hates sin, but he loves the sinner. And he gave himself in the person of Christ that all who would might be saved and have eternal blessedness in the kingdom of glory. What stronger or more tender language could have been employed than he has chosen in which to express his love toward us? He declares, Can a woman forget her sucking child that she should not have compassion on the son of her womb? Yea, they may forget, yet will I not forget thee. Isaiah 49 verse 15 Look up, you that are doubting and trembling, for Jesus lives to make intercession for us. Thank God for the gift of his dear Son, and pray that he may not have died for you in vain. The Spirit invites you today. Come with your whole heart to Jesus, and you may claim his blessing. As you read the promises, remember they are the expression of unutterable love and pity. The great heart of infinite love is drawn toward the sinner with boundless compassion. We have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins. Ephesians 1 verse 7. Yes, only believe that God is your helper. He wants to restore his moral image in man. As you draw near to him with confession and repentance, 
he will draw near to you with mercy and forgiveness. Ellen Gould White, Steps to Christ, pages 49 to 51. Flesh for the valley of bones. The hand of the Lord came upon me and brought me out in the spirit of the Lord and set me down in the midst of the valley, and it was full of bones. Then he caused me to pass by them all around, and behold, there were very many in the open valley, and indeed they were very dry. And he said to me, Son of man, can these bones live? So I answered, O Lord God, you know. Again he said to me, Prophesy to these bones and say to them, O dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Thus says the Lord God to these bones, Surely I will cause breath to enter into you, and you shall live. I will put sinews on you and bring flesh upon you, cover you with skin and put breath in you, and you shall live. Then you shall know that I am the Lord. So I prophesied as I was commanded, and as I prophesied, there was a noise, and suddenly a rattling, and the bones came together, bone to bone. Indeed, as I looked, the sinews and the flesh came upon them, and the skin covered them over, but there was no breath in them. Also he said to me, Prophesy to the breath, prophesy, son of man, and say to the breath, Thus says the Lord God, Come from the four winds, O breath, and breathe on these slain, that they may live. So I prophesied as he commanded, and breath came into them, and they lived, and stood upon their feet, an exceedingly great army. Then he said to me, Son of man, these bones are the whole house of Israel. They indeed say, Our bones are dry, our hope is lost, and we ourselves are cut off. Therefore prophesy and say to them, Thus says the Lord God, Behold, O my people, I will open your graves and cause you to come up from your graves and bring you into the land of Israel. Then you shall know that I am the Lord when I have opened your graves, O my people, and brought you up from your graves. I will put my spirit in you, and you shall live, and I will place you in your own land. Then you shall know that I, the Lord, have spoken it and performed it, says the Lord. Ezekiel 37, verse 1 to 14. If the Son therefore shall make you free, ye shall be free indeed. John 8, verse 36.